Welcome to the People Powered Business Podcast. I'm your host, Christy Lee Billet. If you employ staff, engage contractors, or rely on people to help deliver your products or services, you're in the right place. Join us each week as we dive in to uncover what makes people tick, learn the best strategies and tactics to build an amazing team, and most importantly, discover how you, the business owner or leader, can unleash the power of your people to help create the successful business you deserve. Let's get started. Hello, it's Christy Lee here and welcome to episode number 181 of People Powered Business Podcast. Welcome to this week's episode. It's great to have you here. Hope you're having a wonderful day, whatever you're up to today. Now, I'm wondering whether you love creating policies for your business. Silly question, right? No one likes creating policies. When was the last time you even looked at reviewing your policies? Now, for some of you, if you're in very compliant industries like NDIS and uh, people new daycare centres, there's a lot of re- reviewing policies as part of your auditing, auditing process. Uh, but for most of us, we often don't look at our policies all that often. When's the last time your team actually took a look at the policies that you've got in your business? Um, and are they even aware of what all of them are? Maybe you're a business, which is, this is not uncommon, where you get your team members to read the policy manual when they first start, and that's it. There's no more reference to them ever again, and I guarantee they don't remember them as well. In today's episode, I want to talk about one particular type of policy, and that is a code of conduct because it can be a really valuable asset to have a code of conduct in your business. So today we're going to chat about what a code of conduct actually is, where you want to use one in your business, and why they are so valuable to have in place, even though I know creating policies is boring. (laughs) But we've got lots of tools to assist us with that these days. So let's start by looking at what a code of conduct actually is. All a code of conduct is, is a formal document, I say policy, that outlines the guiding principles, standards, and behavioral expectations for every one of your team members within your business. It serves as a set of rules and guidelines that kind of govern, I guess, the conduct, the interaction, the communication between employees, management, and really any other stakeholders um, of the business. A really well-written and well-structured code of conduct should promote positive and ethical behavior. It should create a positive work environment and, most importantly, ensure consistency. Very important. Really what a code of conduct is, is a bit of a, this is how we do things around here kind of document. It is a way to set expectations and boundaries. And for many of you, it may be the first time you're setting expectations and boundaries, which may feel a little odd, but putting it in a policy might make it feel better. And it's kind of the unspoken things that aren't necessarily listed in a position description or any other kind of formal policy, but it provides the parameters around what we expect from our team when it comes to how to behave and communicate at work. So where do you put a code of conduct? Where where is it useful? Look, for me, a code of conduct is one of your fundamental HR policies in your business. And I believe every business should have a code of conduct. It was probably one of the first policies I wrote for my business when I first employed staff on my team back in 2006, I think was probably the first employee. So it's it's very much something that is fundamental in my view to... um, create in your business. 
Now, if you have multiple different divisions or departments, if you've got a larger business, then yes, you may have slightly different codes of conduct that are departmental, departmentally specific, and that's okay, but I think every organisation should have an overarching code of conduct. So a, a specific department code of conduct would feed from the big kahuna, the core code of conduct for the business, and it may go into different details because, of course, what happens in a production environment is different to what happens in a uh, design environment, which is different to what happens in a call centre environment. So there may be some specific nuances if you've got a bigger business that you want for each department, and that would be fine to have more specific codes of conduct. But at a higher business level, and certainly if you're a small business, you want an overarching code of conduct. They should definitely form part of your core policy manual. Now, people have different views on policy manuals. Do you want all your policies together? Do you want them separate? I really don't care. As long as you've got them in place, as long as you've documented everything, I'm a happy camper. So, whether they're part of a big policy manual, whether you've just got a folder of policies, it doesn't matter. It's whatever works best for you, and that will change over time, but they should form part of that suite of core policies. Now, importantly, yes, you should use the code of conduct in the onboarding and orientation process. Every new employee in your business should be orientated on your policies. Now, whilst we, we need all our new employees to read the policies and sign off on them, that's very important. More importantly is to actually do some training on them, not just to get them to read it, but to explain what it means. What, what are the nuances, the definitions, what it means to behave in that particular way, what it means to not behave in that particular way. So whilst, yes, they need to read the policy, I think it's also really important to give some context to it and to do some training on it. So yes, of course, as part of an onboarding and orientation, you're going to include a, a code of conduct introduction, but don't just set and forget it there. Continue to train your team on this. Continue to remind them that this is your code of conduct. If you are a business that does toolbox talk, toolbox talks, I should say, then this would be a great place. Um, even one of the clients I'm working with at the moment, one of their initiatives is that every month in their monthly team meeting, they are featuring a policy. And they're doing a recap. Now, all of their team would have read the policies when they first started. They have a mixture of new and very um, long-standing employees. So every month, as part of their monthly team meeting, the operations manager is updating the team on one of the policies. Now, the policy may have changed. It may not have changed. But they're just giving a refresh and an update. And that's a great idea to embed different policies into your regular communication. It could be the same with your toolbox talks. But if you have those regular meetings, um, you know, discussing policies, including the code of conduct, is a great idea. They should definitely not be a set and forget because otherwise no one's ever going to abide by them. And one of the key things you may need to, I guess, where to use it would be in a performance management discussion. And I actually had this discussion recently with one of our People Powered HR members where they are having some issues with one of their team but it's not something that is necessarily skills-based or, you know, they're not not adhering to their position description or anything. It's more behavioural. And so the question is, do you have a code of conduct and is that particular behaviour detailed in the code of conduct? And if so, you can use that resource to performance manage because quite often we're using position descriptions to performance manage our team, but a good policy is also a very valuable resource when it comes to that. So a code of conduct should really detail, this is how we do things around here. It might cover a whole range of different bits and pieces. Some uh, organizations will have things like 
address and grooming code within their code of conduct. Some will have communication expectations. I'm a big advocate for that because things can get very pear-shaped when people don't communicate properly. Um, respectful behavior, non-bullying, a whole range of things can be included in there. Um, but it's really important that it's customized to your business. Yes, you can download a template of a code of conduct, but please spend some time customizing it and making it true for your business. Otherwise, it's not going to be very valuable to you. So why is having a code of conduct so valuable to your business? Fundamentally, they establish the standards of behavior and communication. People want to know what's expected of them. A code of conduct gives them a lovely little instruction manual about how we do things around here. And what you need to remember when you're hiring staff, just because they've done the exact same job somewhere else, doesn't mean that communication channels were managed the same, doesn't mean that certain behavioural approaches were the same. So they may have all the skills for the job, but if you need to train them up on this is how we do things around here, your code of conduct becomes your best friend. A code of conduct creates clarity and consistency. Both of those are very, very good things when it comes to your team and ensuring that performance issues arise as little as possible because everyone is conducting themselves in an appropriate way, in the same way, and in a way that is consistent with your company's values. So it can really work to prevent performance issues. As I mentioned earlier, it can provide an amazingly robust tool when it comes to performance management. Now, of course, we would like to avoid performance managing our people. It is not a fun process. It's stressful for everyone. And if you're performance managing someone, you know, obviously there are some really difficult issues and they may not be a long-term person in your business. And one of the challenges when you've got someone who is behaving poorly and communicating terribly and just not living up to what you need but they're actually okay at the core skills of the job is it can become very, very difficult to performance manage them when there are no expectations set, there's no parameters set, and all of this can be done with a code of conduct. So when you've got a really well-crafted code of conduct and you're having a performance issue that's behaviorally based, this is your favorite resource. This will be your best friend in helping you to manage that in a compliant way and really a much quicker way as well. It, of course, provides your team with accountability. They know that they're accountable for behaving in a particular way and and not behaving in other ways. So it keeps everyone accountable. And to be honest, if you're a small business, it makes you look good. It makes you look professional and grown up as a business to have these kind of things in place, particularly if you're attracting employees from larger organizations. And often that is a target for many small businesses because of the experience that these people come with, um, which is great. But when they turn up and they're used to all of these layers of policy and process and structure, and small business typically doesn't have a lot of that, we're much more uh, agile, which is great. But these employees are looking for some sense of this is secure and safe. And things like policies, ironically, actually give people a sense that this is a grown-up business, we've got things under control, and we've got policies in place to protect everyone. So it actually is a great tool to help you retain great people and makes you look good to your team. And we all want to look good to our team. (laughs) So in today's episode, I did want to chat to you about this code of conduct as I guess, a policy option for you. Now, I can't give you a laundry list of what should be included in your code of conduct because they really do need to be different for every business. But if you think about the things that you want your employees to do, and potentially more importantly, think about the things you do not want your employees to do, that is probably an excellent start for a code of conduct. 
So whether it's communication, whether it is um, what language is appropriate in the workplace, respect, uh, how to treat each other, you know, and that can, these are the things that be, can become real issues, you know, when you've got problems amongst your team. It's often how people are treating each other and having a code of conduct that deals with that is really important. Um, it can be a whole range of things. Uh, certainly, obviously, you're going to want things in there about ethical behavior, legal behavior. Um, so it can be really, you know, it can be brief. It might be a one-page document or it could be more extensive. Um, it really is up to you. But what I would suggest is if you've had trouble with any of your team, you've had to performance manage people in the past, reflecting back on those issues might help you to create a really robust code of conduct. The other thing is this is a living, breathing document. Once you create it once, it doesn't mean you can't change it and update it in the future. So don't get caught up on it needing to be perfect and cover every possible situation. Just get one going. Sometimes that's the best way to do it is just get one going. And if you discover some holes in it down the track, patch them up, update the code of conduct. And of course, every time you update a policy, please get your team to read the updated policy and sign off that they have read and agreed to it. From a compliance perspective, that is very, very important. So I'm really curious to hear, do you have a code of conduct in your business? When's the last time you looked at it? Is this this time for you to start to create one? I'm actually really curious to know because they can be such a powerful resource. I would love for you to join us in our Facebook group, HR Support for Australian Businesses, and let me know where your code of conduct is at. Are you in review stage? Are you about to start putting one in place? Do you have one that you are really relieved that you have in place because it saved you on numerous occasions? Or is it something that you have, but you actually don't really know the value of because it's kind of just filed away somewhere and no one ever refers to it? Either way, I'm just really curious to hear from you. So do join us over in our free Facebook group and let me know. The Facebook group is HR Support for Australian Businesses. You'll find the link in today's show notes wherever you're listening to this episode. But if you just search HR Support Australia in Facebook groups, you will definitely find us there. And please do let me know. I'd be really curious to hear from you. That is it for me for today. I hope you've enjoyed that brief discussion on codes of conduct. And I do hope if you don't have one, you're off to get one in place in your business now. Thanks so much for joining me on this week's episode of the podcast. I'll be back again next week with a brand new episode of the People Powered Business Podcast. 